overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches. I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Embarrassment of Riches. This is Laura Pace starting out awkwardly. (laughs) Good job, Laura. Thanks. If yeah. I address the awkwardness, is it less awkward or more awkward? More awkward. Okay, more thank awkward. you. Yeah, Appreciate that's the Lindsay Coe with us tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would have been important. Too. Yeah. We've got Lindsay Coe with us tonight. Hey, Lindsay. Hi. I, I'm still stuck on the intro. I, I'm mm-hmm. still back there. Cause... No, it's Let it go. It's fine. It okay. was better than my first try for the last one that we erased. Can we erase this one? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Stop talking for a second. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Embarrassment of Riches. We're so excited you're listening, and we're very excited to have Lindsay Coe with us tonight. Hello. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for joining us. Yes. I just had a redo on the intro, and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> so, so it was almost not awkward, and then Laura made it awkward. Yeah, but I just like awkward. I just like, uh, like honesty. It's it was just, less awkward out there. than the first one. Yeah, the so, first one was, was real bad. bad. So, so I've, that was I have seen Lindsay before. Yes. I don't know if we've actually been introduced, yes. but you know Lindsay from... So when uh, we, when I first came to Dallas Bible, we were there for the summer, and then I did a fall Bible study, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, and you were in my Bible study, yeah, and I loved group. you, and um, we were with Annie, was yes, our leader, sweet Annie Mooney. Yes, the best. Um, and so you were kind of with me in that period mm-hmm. where I was talking about Adopting. adoption a lot yes. before everything happened. Yeah. So that's crazy that that's been mm-hmm. over a year and a half ago. Yeah. And I remember the first day I thought this girl is so pretty and teeny tiny and petite. Yeah. And then you said you were pregnant. And I was like, <laughs> life's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> that's what I thought. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was pregnant and then you adopted a few yeah. months later. Yeah. I feel like. And you yeah. allowed, yeah, that was, yeah, it was a neat time. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us. Just about you, because we don't know each other well, yeah. so I'd love to just hear about um, your basic bio, story, childhood, mm-hmm. and kind of what has gone on in your whole <laughs> life whole to life. this point. Give, give us the, the life map. <laughs> okay, I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I am a middle child. I feel like that's important. Whoop, whoop. Yes. Um, and all my family still lives in Tulsa, so I'm the one that moved away. Mm-hmm. I went to OU. Okay. And, and did you go to LSU? Yes. So I did my wow. undergrad at OU, and then I went like the I was an account accounting, and they do you do like an extra year for your masters. So most people just stay at their school. I went to LSU, which is very random, and but I loved it. it was what made you What, what made, made you, you decide that? to do that? Just you know, go Tigers. Yeah. Just go Tigers. Someplace <laughs> else, just a different place. Yeah, just I'm an a different LSU fan. Yes, I'm just a, a different fan. Uh, just a different environment. Something different to do. To There's something of, more out there than yeah, Oklahoma. Like I, when I when I went There's to college, I wanted to move somewhere else, and it was just you know, I was told I was going to stay in Oklahoma, and you know, and then when I wanted to, I could branch out, and so I went there, which ended up being a great thing. It was very different than 
Oklahoma, and that's how I moved to Houston, where I met my husband. So I feel like without LSU, I wouldn't have met my husband. Different how? Yeah, I was very different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just it's I a mean, state it's a full whole, of just Denny's. It's a whole different culture down there. Yes, I just I, feel like I mean, it's great. I had a great time. They're I don't high know, timers. I don't know if I would have survived undergrad there mm-hmm. because it is like a different party culture and tailgate culture mm-hmm. and so but it was I would have done just fine there I think yeah but I think you might have, I mean you may not have graduated no but you might yeah, have got a fun. solid point nine yeah no I think I yeah I could have probably even done better than that yeah and by better I mean like lower, lower. grades oh, and drank more that point zero nine I'm always throwing out might have happened at LSU yeah that's right yes definitely and so childhood in Tulsa what was yes. what was it like at home it was great I love I love Tulsa. My parents um, got divorced when I was 14, so I always talk like I don't remember a ton of my childhood, mm. but I just, it was great, and I loved, you know, I love Tulsa. Now I go back, and it's so small town compared to Dallas, but mm. um, I actually try to convince my husband to move there. It's such a cute kids. town, though. Yeah, it is. I have a bunch of family there. And you it's do? Such, yeah, and it, yeah. I'm, almost all of my family's in Oklahoma, yeah. and it's such a cute Town and, and Kaylin, my husband, always said, like likes the organization. Of yes, it. <laughs> it is. It's like I was actually thinking that today. It's like when you learn to drive. It's like my dad would explain how roads go and they go in order, in alphabetical order, and numerical order, and they're on a grid. And here, I was just like, I don't know how people learn to drive in Dallas. Yeah, I got lost. Especially, especially downtown. It's like yeah, this doesn't even run north and south, no. east and west. It's Why is it yeah. curving? How yeah. is it touching the same road twice? Yeah, yeah. this one street. Yeah, that's stressful. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to um, over-assign a title to your experience, but it's interesting. Jess and I were just talking about how you, Jess, will say there are pieces of your childhood that you don't remember mm-hmm. when something kind of hard or big happens. It's like pieces go a little fuzzy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that mm-hmm. is like you pre-14. Yeah. That some th- pieces are just a little fuzzy. Yeah, they're just fuzzy. I know I had a great childhood. I, mm-hmm. You know, I love my parents. I'm close with both of them. But I do remember like things after my parents got mm-hmm. divorced more. So the kind of things know. just come into focus. Yeah. I think 14 is a, I mean, any age for divorce is hard, but mm-hmm. 14 is a really hard. Those are kind of some formative years yeah. for for a kid to go through a divorce. Yeah. And figuring out who you are and where you belong and then when when mm-hmm. life is a little not what or it's that you don't have the your foundation, foundation shifting yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So I think yeah, I think think that has something to do with it. And you know right. none of my other friends' parents got divorced, so it's kind of it was, you know, very different mm-hmm. than everybody else. Yeah. But so I, I don't I may have checked out for a second, but you're the middle of a boy, girl. Yeah, I have an older sister and a younger brother. Okay. Yes. And, and then I do have a much younger sister from my dad and my stepmom. Okay. And so, so like, she's 12. But And your brother and your brother and sister that are closer are? In Tulsa. In, in Tulsa yeah. still. And do you have a good relationship? Yeah. Close relationship mm-hmm. where you talk regularly? Yeah. That's so neat. So, yeah. That's the great part about being a middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're you're close in proximity to both of them. Yes, I'm a little little biased though. Yeah. Um, well, how long have you been at DBC? Um, we have been at DBC for three three years. We're coming up from our three year anniversary. Okay. It was in the summer. We moved here three years ago, and we were living in a hotel. 
for 72 nights. So I say 72 wow. nights because we moved here without a house and just thought we would find a house really quickly. Uh -huh. So DBC was actually close to the hotel. And so we started visiting and just we fell in love with the childcare. And mm. that was our first thing is that we loved Dawn. We liked... You know, just feeling well, like our daughter was safe. Oh, it's not to love yeah. that dawn. And I mean, our daughter was 10 months old, so it was like dropping, you know, your first baby off, mm -hmm. and we just felt, like, very comfortable with it. And so that's why we initially stayed, and then we've just really loved the community there dawn, and the friends. Dawn was the first face I met, first mm -hmm. staff person I met, and my kids are bigger, so they're not even in her area, but it was yeah. like, gosh... Like, I sure felt welcome. Yeah, she just, you feel like she just is in the place she's supposed to be. Oh, she know? absolutely so, is. Yeah, she's And she makes you feel comfortable. So, yeah. Like, I wonder how many people were like, they're like, don't many, the best, mm -hmm. best first impression you could oh. possibly yeah. have standing right there. So. And right away, she introduced me to some, another mom that was out in the lobby. It was like, oh, she's new and she's mm -hmm. like making connections. So, she's great that way too. She is, she's amazing. Well, how did you come to faith? Did you grow up in the church? Did you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I am, I grew up Episcopalian, so I've been listening to the podcast a little bit. A lot of people grew up Catholic, mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. You're not, branching out, like, almost Catholic, but uh, no point. Yeah, <laughs> no confession, no <laughs> you know, so we grew up in, like, a really small church, like, it's not even there anymore, but I drove my husband by it one time, and he was like, I mean, you can pass it and not even notice it so there's only like 10 kids in the church and I was one of three so mm -hmm. we're you know a big part of that so I grew up like not liking going to church mm -hmm. and so I would try to like spend the night at friends houses and mm -hmm. we didn't go to church because we went to church every Sunday it was like it was mandatory unless I was doing something else so I just didn't really connect with church. And then my parents got divorced and we didn't have to go to church anymore. Mm. And so then I just, I never had a connection with like loving church. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was always like, I believed in God and I believed in Jesus, but I never like connected with mm -hmm. it. So, um, so then I went through college and I didn't go to church like at all. And then we moved to, I moved to Houston and just, all of a sudden, I was like, I need to go back to church. And there was an Episcopal church down the road for me. And I started making Justin go to the church. And he was just bored. <laughs> so he was like, you know, it's like there's not much, you know, action. Mm -hmm. So we started going to another church with great worship service. And so we started going together. And then we moved to San Diego and connected into a church there. And it was more of like a charismatic um, evangelical church and um, we connected with a lot of people and really learned like about having a relationship with Jesus mm -hmm. and uh, the Holy Spirit and everything like that and that church to me has a lot of faults but they really do bring a lot of people mm -hmm. to Christ and um, so I just still was kind of in that I don't really believe like I mean I believe but I don't have this relationship and I don't I don't really understand praying and all this stuff and so um then I had a miscarriage mm. and um connected with the pastors at this church and they really just poured into us and helped me learn and helped me heal and I felt like I really leaned on 
praying and really that's when my belief came it wasn't a moment like you know jesus is my lord and savior because i felt like i'd always believed that Mm -hmm. but this was when i like leaned into it your Mm -hmm. faith became more real to you yeah and so um and not just something that you're like okay that sounds right yeah but 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 it was really like like, not just culturally like no no yeah i feel his presence i feel his presence i need Mm -hmm. him it was this yeah like this hole in me that now is starting to be filled a little bit more. And, um, yeah, just, so we started, you know, so we were really involved in that church and then we moved here and I've no, like, I, we didn't really, I didn't read the Bible. That wasn't part of our religion. Like it was, you go and you listen to the sermon and you mm-hmm. read through the Bible, but I never did anything on my own. And so I see women at Dallas Bible, always reading their Bible, you hear everybody, I mean, I feel like half of Dallas Bible has been to seminary, you know, so (laughs) I feel like I'm behind, but I'm starting to get where I'm craving reading and Mm -hmm. knowing more and kind of being envious of people that grew up Mm -hmm. always reading and feeling like they need to be in the Word all the time. Mm -hmm. And You know, um, if you listen to the podcast and Mm -hmm. have... Uh, heard my background you know I grew up Catholic Mm -hmm. and so some of that is similar it's not like I ever like was like no Jesus is not real he did not die on the cross like it wasn't it wasn't like that but I definitely didn't have the same kind of faith until I kind of came to understand grace but um, and, and, you know, I went to seminary, seminary. but, uh, which I, which part of it is because of what you said. I'm like, I'm sort of yeah. like, I'm a little bit envious of all these mm-hmm. people and what they know. And I would like to know that. And, yeah. um, and I would like, you know, I'm, I'm just interested. But one of the things that I think is a huge blessing of, of coming to faith in, as an adult mm-hmm is getting to believe the Bible for the first time. Yeah. Like, so even though, um, like I grew up Catholic and it's not like I didn't believe the Bible, but like, I don't think I, I don't think when I like heard the story of Elijah and the prophets of Baal, that like that actually happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like here is, right. here, yeah. here's Elijah, like making fun of these prophets like mocking them, like, you know, oh, beat your chest, slash your, like, you know, yeah, surely your God will hear you now, like, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and, and, and him dousing water on his, on his altar, and then he just, you know, asked God, and mm-hmm. kaboom, and, um, there's those stories like that, to, like, read those as an adult, mm-hmm. and get to go, wow, yeah. wow, like, mm-hmm. like a kid, um, which that's part of the reason why I love working in children's ministry, but mm-hmm. like with kids, like they always have that wow, but there's also some level of like you can tell them anything, yeah, and they kind of believe it. Yeah. Well, they live uh, in the world of fiction where and it's yeah, like and it's, it's just story. feels like a story, exactly. But like to to hear these wild stories in the Bible and to and to get to come to a place where I now believe like. That legit happened. Yeah. Like that. Like that. Like mm-hmm. like God is really big. He interrupts yeah. the laws of physics. Mm-hmm. He interrupts the laws mm-hmm. of time. Like that's that's really amazing. So anyway, all that to say, I I think there's blessing mm-hmm. in being a a, a person, an adult that comes to faith because yeah. mm-hmm. I do think there's some kind of wide eyed. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. aw, yeah, that, 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 like, that, like, 
that sometimes if you grew up in it, you're you are so you're so used to it mm -hmm. that you forget this is amazing. Yeah. yeah, like you get a little numb to the the spectacular aspects of those big cool yeah. stories. Yeah, and you don't. I feel like maybe you don't crave it as much. Mm -hmm. You know, like you want. To, you've always you want to know, know more. more. You, wanna, yeah. you don't know what like, it was like without. You need it. to like catch up uh -huh. too. So that's why I I Google a lot. Yeah, I didn't go to right. seminary, but yes. I sure do Google a lot. Yeah. What does the Bible say about? Mm -hmm. And then I insert that there. there. It sounds like you and your husband, too, were kind of on a parallel process. Yeah, we're on the same level, which I think is great for... It's good and bad because we are learning together, but you don't... You know, you can't really bounce things off mm -hmm. like is that true mm -hmm. well, I don't know do you mm -hmm. now and it's like we're still let's really Google. Let's, Google. Yeah, let's Google what it. does the Bible say about yes this yeah so I feel like we're learning together and yeah so tell me quickly how y'all met in Houston we started the same job on the same day okay so we um we were both accountants okay and he worked for that company for 10 years and I only worked for it for a year and a half, <laughs> but we met on the first day and, um, just quickly. How soon after were y'all married? We were, oh, we were married four years after that. Okay. So yeah, so okay. it wasn't quick, but uh -huh. it was quick dating and then, yeah, we were engaged three years after that and then married the next year. Yeah. Now, so we've been married eight years. Now. Okay. And are you an SAHM? Yes. You are. <laughs> I had a thing too. So you yes. are. So right now you're staying home mom. Yes, I am. And you have two kiddos? Yeah, I have two kids, an almost four year old and a sixteen month old. So yes. So you're not busy at all. No. Home no, is no. not chaotic. No, it is not chaotic. <laughs> but I didn't stay home with my daughter. So I always say I'm like a stay at home mom by fire because I started staying home when I was pregnant with Austin and it was like here you have a toddler and you're pregnant and then you're gonna have a newborn and you know most people I feel like they get the newborn uh -huh. and they get used to it and then they you know, were you still so. working in accounting when she was a baby yeah so okay. she was born in San Diego so we okay. um we had her in San Diego and so we didn't have a choice like everything's expensive there mm -hmm. and so I went back to work and then we moved when she was 10 months but I worked for my company in San Diego mm -hmm. so I worked from home okay and then yeah, and then went to part-time, and then really part-time. And then all of a sudden and you then had I was just a like, newborn and a child yes, at yes. home. Mm -hmm. so. How was that for you? It was really tough. I'm not, I was, I really, really struggled for first staying home with her because I felt like I had always found, like, the joy in, like, being away from her, missing her, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. coming home to her. And it was like, mm -hmm. weekends were just so great, and nights were so great. But then it was just like, I'm here every day, and I'm mm -hmm. going through everything. So as I was learning about her, and I felt like she was learning with me as being a mom. And then we had Austin, mm -hmm. and the transition to two for me was really, mm -hmm. really hard. And you feel, you, you feel guilty, that mom guilt, when you're mm -hmm. like, I'm sick of you. Yeah. I don't like you yes, right now, I and I feel so bad about and that. And then you can't, you can't escape. You I said enough. I wanted this. I yes. said I wanted to be home with you more, and now all I want is to be away from you. Yes. Did y'all, are y'all Downton Abbey fans? I watched it. I watched it. Okay, so um, this is reminding me of the grandma, and <laughs> the, gra the grandma in Downton Abbey, at one point, I'm not going to quote it correctly, but I'll, it was it was a pretty funny sentiment. She was talking about like how hard mothering small children were, and um, they said to her something like, "Yes, but 
I mean, you just only had to go down and visit them in the nursery, yeah. like yeah. for like like one or two hours a day. And she goes, "Yes, but it was every day." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I do remember that. Actually. Yes, but it was every day. Every day. I actually thought about that show recently because I was like, "Wouldn't it be nice?" I know. To have a nanny that would just be on call and just whisk them away yes, when yeah. I was frustrated. When you're a little overwhelmed. But you, would still have yes. to, you would still have to do it every, every day. day. Yes. Yes. Sometimes I'm not super um, empathetic with my husband when he mm-hmm. comes home and is at all frustrated. Yeah. And like, He's like, you've been with adults all day. You're not entitled to frustration yes. at this moment. This moment. You have oh, this yeah. much time okay. with them and you have yes. to do When I was staying home... I really loved getting stuck in traffic by myself. Uh-huh. That never happens. Yes. But when I had small kids, I was like, oh, what a delight. 30 mm-hmm. minutes just stuck here. Yeah. I can't yes. go anywhere. Yeah. No anywhere. One, no, yeah. You get to listen to something you yeah. want to listen yes, to. Yes, that's exactly like, right. Oh, well, think the thoughts you want to think. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and you said transitioning to two was really tough. Yes. So that was really, really hard for me. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I was, with Presley, I felt like I never had, like, I mean, you struggle because sorry, mm-hmm. you struggle because it's hard. You're not mm-hmm. sleeping, all mm-hmm. that stuff. But I just, I wanted to be a mom, and I, I loved it. I mm-hmm. loved being a mom. I, it was really hard for me to go back to work. Once I was back to work, I figured it out. But mm-hmm. I really loved being a mom of one, mm-hmm. and I thought I only wanted one. Mm-hmm. And um, then with my husband, we just decided it was better to have two. We wanted two. That would complete our family. Mm-hmm. And it was just really hard. I felt like I kind of like went into it more blindly than I did with the one. Mm-hmm. And um, Austin didn't sleep for 11 months. Fun. Yeah. Oh, that you'll so. feel like you're losing your sleep. Yeah. I mean, you really will feel like I you're really, losing I felt like disconnected from life. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like I was the same person for those 11 months. I was mm-hmm. very numb to mm-hmm. life. Like, just kind of going through the motions. He also didn't take a bottle. Mm. So, it was, like, me all the time. I could not leave him for more than two hours. And so, I just felt real stuck in those Mm -hmm. 11 months. And then, so, I'm staying home for the first time. And then, like... You feel anchored there Yeah, I feel anchored there. you can't get more than four hours to yourself. Yeah, and it was hard on me. And I felt, like, yeah, I was... So I started pulling back from oh, friends. And then when, and, and when it's like that, and then they're not sleeping. Yeah, too, and then they're not like, sleeping, oh. and so you're just frustrated. And he was the worst kind of not sleeping. He would just wake up every hour. So it oh. wasn't like he would wake oh. up. It was just like he just didn't get it. And I was just reading everything, like, what do I do? Someone, you must have failed in one of the babies. Yeah, right? Did That's you? when I was like, <laughs> yeah. I have to find the one, and <laughs> that is going to work. You, you broke mm-hmm. him yes. because you didn't follow I didn't. the rules. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I, with Presley, I didn't listen to any rules. And she just, just did it. it. And so I'm like, that's what you do with a baby. You just do what you mm-hmm. want to do, and they just get it. And he did not. It's almost like they're autonomous human beings. Mm-hmm. It's right. almost like you they're little that. jerks. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I know. <laughs> like, they know it's, it's going to be crazy. like you can't and control yeah. them. Yes. Oh, oh yes. that's so... And, and, and yeah, I think numb is a great way to describe it mm-hmm. because you do start feeling... Like a zombie mm-hmm. just walking, going through the motions. One, because your physical needs yeah. are not being met. And two, I don't know, I mean, when I've been through babies not sleeping, there's only so much you can talk about it. And you're yeah. like, 
it's just terrible, so yeah. I'm not going to talk about it, so talk I will just it. disconnect. Disconnect. Where does sleep fall on that hierarchy of needs? Yeah. Like for, is, it, is it like on the bottom row? I, I, I think it should be near the bottom. Is. Yeah. For, right. Especially moms with multiple kids that mm. need to be able to somewhat engage with yeah. your other children. It's fine if you have one and then you're like, oh, I'll nap with them. Yes. But no, I'm not going to nap the next day. I'm well, not going to get in that. It's yeah, like, I mean, you still don't do it. Yeah. But. Okay. So were you. Were you good about, I know when I've been through those moments, I get numb and I mm-hmm. internalize. Yeah. Were you good about reaching out and saying, hey, I'm really struggling, or yeah. did you kind of keep it to yourself? I kept it to myself. Oh, so good. So the better healthy option. Yes. That's, that's, that's all that Shut is. Shut it down. Yes. And ignore it. I, yes. tell, I tell Laura, I, I, I always tell my patients, this is not true. Mm-hmm. I don't do this, but I pretend like I tell my patients. Why don't you try eating your feelings? Yeah. Or stuffing them <laughs> deep down deep. Either of those. Why have you tried yes. that? Yes. I think it's so no. interesting, though, that that's mm-hmm. our uh, so many people's gut reaction yeah. is, I don't want to tell anybody yeah. what's going on. Well, it's this weird thing, I feel like, when you become a mom, because it's like, it's the job that's supposed to be natural to mm. you. And oh. so, yeah. So that's so you, true. You know, and you choose it. And so it's just kind of like, okay, deal with it. You see all these other moms dealing with it, so mm. you deal with it. And I always say to my husband, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a big feeler mm-hmm. that doesn't talk about feelings. Mm-hmm. So I have all these feelings, and I... I live on feelings, you know, he's like a logical person, but I don't talk about Are it. Are you an Enneagram then. person? Well, I hear you guys talking about the Enneagram, mm-hmm. and Christy's What does Christy diagnose you as? Well, I've taken the test. Okay. So I, I think I know what I am, but I haven't What do you think you know it. that you are? A two. A two. Okay. okay. So big feelings. Yeah. You're on that, that feeling, that feelings area. Yes, and it would make sense because twos like to talk about other people's mm-hmm. feelings. That's right. And you would totally, and, yeah. and I'm like, I'm a two. And yeah. so I can totally appreciate mm-hmm. feelings in others. I think that they should be vulnerable and share them. And they are I, valid. They are totally valid. <laughs> and, and their vulnerability makes yes. them stronger. Yeah. And you but when it comes to me, no I'm like, no, yeah. lock it up. Mm-hmm. Don't tell anybody what's exactly. going on, really. You have to look like you have Stop it all together. Stop answering your phone yeah. or responding to texts. That's what I do. Yeah, you know, you've experienced it a time or two. <laughs> just lock it up. Yeah, where I'm just like, <laughs> I'm going to go off the grid for yeah. a few days because somebody might actually see how I'm Yeah, doing. exactly. And it's hard on your relationships to your friends because mm-hmm. you do start pulling away and then it's like, you lose that support system mm-hmm. that you need, mm-hmm. so it's this vicious cycle. Yeah, and I can be like, mm-hmm. doesn't anybody see that I'm struggling? Yeah, luckily, yeah wait, exactly. I haven't told anybody I haven't that told I'm anybody. struggling. Luckily, and if you're friends with the seven, though, it's like being pecked to death by chickens, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, will I will get in there. I will get in there. You will answer my <laughs> phone. Which Christy is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hashtag so. me too. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, right. You are. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she is a seven. So, and, and just to wrap that up, too. It can be hard on your marriage. Yes. Because that is the person that you will mm-hmm. talk to. Yes. And they sometimes have to bear the brunt the of brunt all of those it. big feelings that you haven't mm-hmm. told. To and they other might people. not be really um, at, like um, in tune to, to that either. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. what to do with all those? Yeah. My husband's great at, like, he's very supportive, but yeah, he's not a feel, a big feeler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he can hard fix for things. Him. Oh yeah, he can fix it. I'll tell him it, and then he's like, I mean, you can see him going like, how am I going to fix this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I don't want you to fix it. I just want you to listen to me 
And then sometimes I'm like, I don't want you to listen to me because you're just going to try to fix it. Uh-huh. You know? So. I don't want you to fix it, but also I'm going to be gone all day Saturday yes. and I need you to experience my life. Yeah. Except for you couldn't even do that because you had to come back and nurse. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and then they're also better for him anyway. So mm-hmm. it's like nobody, oh. the husband cannot feel what it's like to be Nothing makes me feel more inadequate than when I walk in the door and kids are whining and he's like, they didn't do this the whole time yeah. you were gone. It's like they see like, you and they... I know! Yeah. Thank you for that. that. That's what Kyle's mom always used to say, like when like Lydia would like be whiny. She'd be like, she never does this oh, when, when y'all are here. And I'm yep. like, yeah, because you give her every single thing she wants. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. and you're under undivided attention. I always just say, yes, they're more emotionally honest with me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. You bring well, it out in them. One of the things that we like to talk about is... Um, just to see how God has uniquely gifted the members of our body. like, mm-hmm. And I know that's sometimes a little bit awkward to talk about, but what do you, what do you see as like your areas of giftedness where that, that God uses you? What do you, what, what do you, where do you see him show up? In you? So I have heard you ask this question that came in my question. So I've been thinking about this because when I first got that and I hear other people talking about their gifts, I'm like, I'm not, Gifted. I have zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I remember when DBC, you go through that members class, and they're like, "What are your spiritual gifts?" And it's like, "Oh, you work in finance, so you should be financial, you know, mm-hmm. gifted." Which I'm not. Like that's not something I want to do outside of work. And so I've been really thinking about this, and one of the things that I think that I'm gifted with is that people confide in me. Mm. It's just I don't know what it is. I'll I'll meet somebody and they'll, you know, we'll hang out a couple times and then they'll tell me things that they don't tell other people. And at first I was kind of like, why do people keep doing this? And I feel like that's a gift. Like it's not Mm -hmm. a weird, you know, weird thing that people would feel like you're trustworthy because I am. If people tell me things, I do not tell people. You keep it on lockdown, like with your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Just put it in the same place. (laughs) (laughs) I can keep their feelings in there too, but so I don't know what that's going to do. I don't know what to do with that. But I feel like that's something that I hope that God uses at some point. I don't know. Oh, I bet he already is. Yeah. Those are the best kind of friends. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 And there are people that just have this innate ability to draw that out of people. And not mm-hmm. because they need to, like, store up mm-hmm. your secrets. But just because it's like I, they have an innate ability to see people where they are and where their hurt is, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and they seem safe and gentle. Yeah. And That's what I was going to say, is you have, an, you have um, an energy that does feel safe and, mm-hmm. and chill, and that I think that people would be drawn to. I know okay. Christy just sings yeah. your praises. Yeah. Oh. Like, you Christy. might not have a guest walk into your home and... Mm-hmm. Pound her with questions about whether or not her husband had hobbit feet. Hobbit was yeah, extremely tall extremely or extremely somebody short. who you've just met may not get your humor right away <laughs> and may look at you a little bit uncomfortably. Right, and your husband might have to go, You're being weird, Sally. Yeah. <laughs> She's not finding it funny. She doesn't, she doesn't get, get you yet. She doesn't yes. get you yet. Give her a break. Let her walk in the door. Yes. Yeah. So I think it can it can be uncomfortable to talk about your unique giftedness, mm-hmm. but I think that you're spot on yeah. in, in that. And so, given those gifts, what would be what would be your big ask prayer, um, and how God would use you? Well, 
I see when you asked this question, I thought of it differently, but I think in that terms, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I guess the big ask there is to say like, well, what is he going to use me for? Is he going to use that for something? I feel like I do have like a heart for learning about people's marriages. I love, mm. like, I love hearing about people's marriages. Cause I just mm. think everything is people are, who are, are married are always so different. And I like mm -hmm. to hear about that. So I feel like maybe that will combine mm -hmm. in that way. Um, so I hope that that comes with did something. He, did I hear that they're starting a marriage? I keep hearing it and I hope it's true. I've heard it's re-engaged. Oh, okay. Just starting it on a smaller scale at DBC. Okay. I've heard it. Yeah. I've heard whispers and, and mm -hmm. I hope that it's true. Cause I think, yeah. Yeah. You know, I whispers and rumors and rumors of whispers. That's yeah. right. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, so I, 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 I think that marriage is such a fundamental relationship in your life, and it can really um, become the lens through which you mm -hmm. see so many other things. And I, yeah, I love getting to know people's marriages and their married stories. And um, when we first joined our small group, that was something every couple. This was pre you guys. Um, every couple got to kind of tell the story of their marriage, and I was yeah. like, "This is awesome! I it love is. hearing I love everybody's. hearing people. I love hearing people's history. Like, I love couples that have been together since high school, and mm -hmm. I love like hearing their stories of how they grew up together. I mm -hmm. just think it's fascinating, mm -hmm. you know, how people. And then I love hearing like couples that have been together for thirty years, and mm -hmm. like, how do you make it work? It's mm -hmm. just, I don't know. It's fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. So that's something that. Mm -hmm. You um, have already shared with us a little bit about this, but um, can you think of a time where God has showed up in a big way for you? I know you mentioned um, that when you had to miscarriage, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and but is, can you think of another time where He's He's really showed up mm -hmm. and what you learned in that experience? Yeah. So I. I've been thinking about this one, too. Is this and why you almost didn't come on the podcast? Yes, it is, <laughs> actually, because I was, you know, we were talking before how we feel like the people who are the most vulnerable are, mm -hmm. you know, what people get the most out of your podcast with. So, yes, that was that was definitely a big time because um, it shifted my life in a good way. But I think right now, mm. um, so... When I, when I got invited to the podcast, I was like, well, no, I'm not eligible for that because I am in a struggle. Mm -hmm. It seems like everybody you listen to is like, oh, well, God used me this way and I'm coming out of it. Mm -hmm. I'm like coming out of that struggle. Have you listened to mine? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just It seems that way to yeah, me. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think that people, you know, it's that kind of like Instagram, mm -hmm. you know, everybody sure. puts their best foot forward. And mm -hmm. so it's like... Plus our perception of other people. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I'm in um, it deep right now. I feel like I went through that 11 months of mm -hmm. being numb. And what I didn't realize when I was in that was that I was very depressed, like mm -hmm. postpartum depression, but I was numbed. I was numbed to mm -hmm. happiness, happiness, like to depression, sadness, everything. So when I came just out of that, feel anything. I didn't feel anything, but it, when I came out of that, I realized that I was like sad and I didn't mm -hmm. know how I had gotten to that mm -hmm. point. Like mm -hmm. how did, how am I feeling now that I have two kids and I'm starting to get more sleep and I'm coming out of this fog and now this is where my life is. And I was sad, and then I started to get angry about how 
I had acted for the last 11 mm. months and how I'm acting now. And so my anger was directed towards my kids and my mm. husband. And then I am very ashamed of that. Mm. So I'm living in like a, a shame spiral. Like I just... You got the perfect mm-hmm. cycle going on that, that yeah. each of those feelings drives mm-hmm. each of those feelings. Yeah, and that's what I'm learning is that it's like the anger is a result of the sadness and mm-hmm. anxiety and then you're ashamed because of the way you act. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like um, when I came out of that, I was like, I just stopped praying. Mm-hmm. I did not, I felt ashamed because I was like, God doesn't want to hear from me because, mm-hmm. I mean, what can I bring to the table? I've just acted this way for 11 months, I'm still acting this way, I'm getting worse, and it's just, he doesn't want to hear from me, so I stopped praying, and so for about six months, I haven't hadn't prayed, and then I just felt this, like, nudge, like, you have to do better, mm-hmm. you have to feel better, you have to figure this out, you, you look back to the time when you had the miscarriage, and where did you go? You leaned in mm-hmm. to Jesus and your relationship, and you have to do that. So I went to Freedom Prayer, mm-hmm. and oh, I was gonna say I, that's what I was. I mm-hmm. had that going through my mind. Yeah. So I, which is not like me. I don't like. I don't like to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And I'm I feel avoiding like, Freedom Prayer right well, now. Well, and I feel like you, talk, Annie and I talked about it. The uh-huh. <laughs> well, I feel like with Freedom Prayer, you don't know much about it. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, Freedom Prayer. Sign up, and even when you sign up, there's not. Feels terrifying. It is, and but <laughs> I and I was actually kind of mad about it because I'm angry mm-hmm. about everything, and I was mad like I'm like, well, nobody's like you don't really get a response except for like here's the times you're gonna come, and there you go, and then it's like show up, and there's no you know it's only the time and place. Like you don't trust, know who's gonna like be a, there. A trust fall. It is a trust fall, and which is not me, but I felt by the time I actually pulled into the parking lot, I was like, this was so good for me because I didn't, I couldn't say this person's going to be here and I don't want them to know my problems. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, she didn't give me an option really of too many times. So it's like, I couldn't really talk myself mm-hmm. out of it. And I went and it was people that I did. I know Annie very well, but mm-hmm. like, I didn't know the other two women that well. And it was just getting them to pray and I could not pray. So I feel like I made them work for Mm -hmm. everything because they prayed Mm -hmm. for me so I felt like that was like the first step Mm -hmm. so I did that and it was like all these like last two weeks it just kind of um all these little nudges and Mm -hmm. so then um I don't know if you guys heard that I'm sure you have but that Plano mom that Mm -hmm. drove off the highway and I just felt like you know, there's times when I'm in my car and I feel despair. Mm-hmm. I feel sad and I don't want to be her. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what can I'm doing the prayer? And now I'm like, I don't want to be that girl. I don't want mm-hmm. people to read about me and say, you know, like we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so then Catherine Lanning's podcast came on and it like took all my, like all my strength to just send her a message and say, I just want counselors. Mm-hmm. And she dropped everything to like, talked to me and met with me and gave me her counselors and then I met with a counselor on Monday and so I feel like God's like just pushing me way Mm -hmm. out of my comfort zone to talk Mm -hmm. about feelings Mm -hmm. and so I'm in it right now but I feel like he's working well and you're first oh so brave that's really brave and like I, I love hearing people's stories and I'm like it just it 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 does it connects us to you and the the things that you're sharing it's like we've all felt things Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe not to that degree or it's it's not that that situation but like 
we've we've all been in shame cycles. We've mm-hmm. all been in feelings of despairing, and and we, I think maybe maybe this isn't true. At least it's true for me. But that that feeling where I'm like, I feel like I even have to retreat from God. It seems or mm-hmm. so ridiculous. Yeah. But it's like we all do that, like Adam and Eve hiding in the bushes thing. Yeah. Like, like he doesn't know where we yeah, are. That's what like, I'm like he right. can't see. Like, him, like but... he can't. But it's like, it, that, like we we are humans, and we know what that li- is like. And mm-hmm. um, I just I, I thank you so much for sharing that. And um, it's so grateful that we have this swooping God mm-hmm. that like isn't content to let us hide in the bushes mm-hmm. that will come looking for us. Yeah. Right. And, and that's what I felt recently. I felt like I was hiding and it's like the sudden, it's very subtle, like urges to, or like pushes, mm-hmm. you know? And I was just going to echo what you were saying, like that we do tend to try to hide mm-hmm. and we start, we, I think, and, and like you said, like you were numb for 11 yeah. months. So it's almost like you were hiding from yourself. Yeah. And totally out of touch with how you were feeling. I was feeling. And what I love is that you are still walking through it. Mm-hmm. And um, that you're being honest about it. And that even though it doesn't feel totally real because you do feel a little bit out of touch with God, which I've been there. Yeah. And um, But that you're, you're, you are borrowing truth from other people. Yeah. That you're letting people work on your behalf and intercede on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And remind you that there's no place you've been that God wasn't there. And there's no place you can go where God isn't going to be there too. Yeah. So there's nothing, there's nothing you can hide from him. There's no place too dark. Yeah. But it, we can really convince ourselves, like you were saying, God doesn't want to meet with mm-hmm. me. God doesn't, God, you know, I, this, the shame becomes so real that we think that God feels yeah. the same way about us. When we stop reaching out and saying, somebody tell me the truth. Yeah. And I right. love, I love um, the, the, the irony of like the things that we do to make mm-hmm. it worse, like mm-hmm. we put that stuff on lockdown, as if God didn't put us in community with other believers to lean on their faith when ours is failing. Yeah. Like when we don't have it, that's what mm-hmm. we're here for each other to breathe truth yeah. to each other, mm-hmm. to keep reminding each other, don't lose hope. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but but we we you know like I, like I, I always tell my addiction patients, y'all don't y'all don't corner the market on self destruction. You just do it with style. Yeah, <laughs> we do it with style and flair. We mm-hmm. all we we all are like we are self destructive by yeah. nature. And thank God that he. But I, I, your foresight to see what could be mm-hmm. that that self awareness to see what it could become yeah. if you leave depression and anxiety and shame untouched. Yeah. What it can do to your marriage, the, mm-hmm. just the far-reaching impacts on your kids and mm-hmm. and and you on yourself, and it's okay to prioritize. Yeah. Just I want to feel better too. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, think that is 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 already paying off. Yeah, that that stretching yourself into uncomfortable places mm-hmm. is paying off, and I think that that's a big ask of God to us is say that, that He says sometimes go someplace uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. So I I'm I feel I feel jazzed up that you're talking about it. Mm-hmm. I feel really hopeful. Yeah. Um, I think that's the other thing that's so scary is like, I don't want there to be long-term effects on my mm -hmm. kids. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what it's like. I feel like I can take care of myself. I can figure it out. But it's like, Mm -hmm. you don't want them to be, you know, I don't want mom to be yelling at you and feel like that's their fault, Mm -hmm. you know, or, Mm -hmm. you know, I do want my kids to see that I feel and like I can cry and I can Mm -hmm. be frustrated and we can talk about feelings, Mm -hmm. but 
my anger shouldn't be directed towards Mm -hmm. them. And I think like, I don't, I didn't personally feel like I had friends that talk about Mm -hmm. postpartum issues. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I wanted to know somebody who's like, her kids are okay. Mm -hmm. You know, like Mm -hmm. they've been through it and Mm -hmm. they're well-adjusted kids and you always have to work to make sure they're okay. But it's Mm -hmm. scary because you're Mm -hmm. like, well, Presley didn't do anything, you Mm -hmm. know, she's, you know, emotional and hard, but she didn't do anything to deserve Mm-hmm. you know my my therapist tells me <laughs> that uh my my therapist tells me that um we only have to be like doing it right 33 percent of the time mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other 66 we could be blowing it and uh-huh. that I like that she actually put a percentage she did she put a percentage and I was like I feel like I could maybe even do 50 yeah. she's like no don't don't <laughs> aim for 30 she's like just aim for the 33 percent is the 33 percent like I don't know don't do damage I don't even think the 33 percent is not doing damage it's repairing the damage that you did in the 66 percent um but 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 the idea of what she was saying which i'm like i don't know where the 33 percent came from but Mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm clinging to that like it's gospel truth um is is that i mean and i and i do think it's true in relationships like we're human and we do damage Mm -hmm. where we where where we bring health is when we circle back yeah and circle back Mm -hmm. and circle back Mm -hmm. because we're going to keep failing that is that's what mm-hmm. we do, but that thirty three percent is a circle back, and that's where you do that's where you do repair. Yeah, that's what one of my former professors, um, his name is Gary Landreth, and he's like a pioneer in play therapy. Mm-hmm. He had all sort of sort of sorts of Landreth-isms, and one of his big things was it's not what you do, mm-hmm. it's what you do after what you do. That was his big thing with yeah. parenting is it's not too late. Okay, like you 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 may have modeled some negative reactive anger but you can also model apology and talk about what appropriate anger is and how that's okay to Mm -hmm. feel that so it's never too late to to go back and and model something positive so if if that's what he I remember him saying that and I've clung to that too in parenting it's like not what I do it's what I do after what I do and I can there can be so much growth and learning in that one of the things I feel like I'm really good at in parenting is um, letting my children know that nobody's perfect. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've really let them know that strongly. Like, yeah. hey, guess what? You don't have to be perfect because mommy sure yeah, is. Sure. None of my kids will ever be <laughs> able to say, I never heard my mom apologize yeah. because they hear it all the time. Yeah. What, what was I? Uh, oh, I can't remember why Kyle and I were talking about this, but so, so, something happened and Kyle said something to me. Kyle's my husband. Kyle said something to me about like me being very good at apologizing. Like mm-hmm. you're like you're really good at mm-hmm. asking for forgiveness and apologizing. I'm like, yeah, because I do it all every single day. A lot of practice. Day. A lot of practice. A lot of practice. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, it's all I do. All I do. Is all I do is apologize. In the midst of parenting, yeah, when you're also trying to be self-reflective mm-hmm. and growing and meeting with God and all of those things. It's so hard when you just feel like you're avoiding landmines or yeah. putting out fires all the, time all the time to stop and go, how can I find time for mm-hmm. counseling? Yeah. How can I find time for freedom prayer? Or, you know, it's yeah. so hard to prioritize that. And yeah. in some ways it's like, 
might be feel easier logistically to just keep shoving just keep, it. Yeah, just keep doing it and not taking that time and feeling like the more selfless I am, the better it will be because I'm putting so much more into people and then it's just, it explodes. Mm-hmm. You can't do that for so mm-hmm. long and it gets to where it's like you have to spend a couple times a week where you're working on yourself mm-hmm. or, you know, that was another implode. Another Landrethism was... Um, you have to put on uh, this, and this may not, he just said it a lot. I don't know if he actually coined it, but that you have to put on your own oxygen mask first. Yeah. Like they always yeah. say in the airplanes, when the oxygen masks drop down, if you're about mm-hmm. to experience some big turbulence or something like that, if you're with a child, you put on your own oxygen mask yeah. first, and then you're equipped to then turn your attention yeah. to your child and take care of them. And I think the same is so yeah, true for... Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, because it's just, it's hard to see that, that mm-hmm. you have to take care of yourself to be a good mm-hmm. mom. So I feel like I'm in that. I'm feeling like I'm starting to turn that corner where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, I need to figure out me first. And yes. Then, so. And and that is the best gift you can give to the people around yeah. you, including your children. Yeah, and my husband. Yes. I feel like, you yes. know, nobody wants to... I mean, it's hard to be with somebody like that, you know, and you just hope that your husband sees, you know, that there is an end to that and wants to help you. And I have a great husband Mm -hmm. that wants to do that. So, and keep reminding yourself, I know in times when I've been felt depressed or Mm -hmm. anxious, um, and I struggle with shame is my big Mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Um, I have to remind myself, I am lovable. Mm-hmm. I can't throw the baby out with the bathwater completely. Like, I am struggling with this. Yeah. And I've done some ugly things. But I am still lovable and yeah. deserving of you love. You really are. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you really are. You really are. <laughs> yes. Well, and I, I mean, but that you don't convince yourself, no. I'm terrible, I've ruined everything, and, and no one is going to love me, or he's not going to love me yeah. specifically. Um, but that... God put that man in your life because he could handle your cray. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Your unique brand. That's right. <laughs> that Kyle can call out from the living room and say, hey, stop talking about <laughs> hobbit feet, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but love you. That's right. Now let me show my, my, uh, my, uh, thumb, my, my thumb, thumb toe. toe. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> was, that was a special moment. Thank you for letting us look this up. Well... I, I think you're incredible. Thank you. And I know that that was not I feel easy. like this is a therapy session. Well, <laughs> great. Encourage more people to yes. come on and do what you just did. Because right. that was really special and um, super, super courageous. So I hope that you'll be able to walk away and not do what I sometimes do mm-hmm. and like replay. Should I have done that? Yeah. Because it was a great choice. Yes. And it was wonderful. <laughs> it was. And we're and so, so thankful it, for it you was, sharing your heart. Yeah. And it was such a, like such, such a, like pleasure to get to know you mm-hmm. and know your heart and it, like it's it's a it's a it's such a privilege for Laura and I to get to interview women mm-hmm. like you and just see how God is is using yeah. you and and I think that's what he does I think he uses I think he uses those hurts to mm-hmm. to make it something beautiful so yeah. I hope so let's see that, we really <laughs> really are grateful for you grateful yeah. for just your willingness to come on the show and talk about real things so thank you so much and thank you to all of you and we'll see you next time